518-906-1820. That's 518-906-1820. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Apple presentation. Uh, welcome to the people that are joining us in the webinar today, and also those of you out on, on ACB radio listening. So today, um, we're going to be talking about one of the home pods. And so to introduce his team, if anyone else is going to be joining us, this is Matt Volbrecht. Matt? All right. Thank you so much. Welcome, everybody. Thanks uh, for having us once again. We always appreciate it, and we always look forward to coming in here and sharing with you uh, today. As uh, as we already heard, uh, we are going to be talking about the HomePod, and, and specifically the HomePod Mini, as it compares to the full-size HomePod and uh, the various kinds of things that you can do with the product overall. Um, you know, Apple first introduced the HomePod uh, back in 2017, really. It was released in in 2018. Uh, And, you know, it was first and foremost designed to be a great sounding speaker. I mean, that was its primary purpose. And it also happened to have smart technology in it, right, with Siri and the ability to be a, a home hub which means that it can um, facilitate the use of various home kit accessories so that you can control your lights, your door locks, your thermostat, your temperature, those types of things. And so that's really um, the, the idea of the, the great sound that is just unbelievable is really where from day one, the HomePod has just shined. Um, the full-size HomePod uh, I, I believe in, you know, this is, a, uh, I guess an opinion technically, but I, you know, I truly believe that it is the best sounding, uh, consumer speaker in existence. Um, I, uh, you know, I have listened to Bose. I've listened to Sonos. There's a lot of, you know, different, uh, speakers that I've had experience with and none of them quite compare to what the HomePod is capable of. Um, it's just an incredible sound, a perfect balance. Uh, you know, the, the bass is very, very rich and very good, but it's not over the top. Um, it, there's no distortion, um, you know, the, the, from the mids, the highs, the lows, everything is just right on the money when you're listening to the HomePod. And if you put two of them together to create what Apple calls a stereo pair, um, that even becomes better. Now, the HomePod uh, also supports AirPlay, too. And so uh, what that means is you can, play, um, you can play music on it throughout the house in different rooms uh, on multiple HomePods. And you can play the same thing throughout the entire house at the same time, or you can be playing different things uh, throughout the house. And you can even play the audio of your Apple TV through your HomePods. And so this has been a tremendous experience from day one. Now, at launch, the HomePod had um, a lot of great Siri capabilities right away. 
It was able to send and, re- and, and read uh, text messages. It was able to answer general knowledge kind of questions. You know, how many uh, cups are in a gallon? Um, you know, when was Richard Nixon born? Uh, you know, these types of general knowledge uh, questions, math problems, uh, translations into other languages. It could even tell you where various businesses were if you were looking for a particular restaurant or something like that. And so it was a very, very, uh, you know, you, oh, and you could set timers and, and alarms and all of those things, you know, right out of the gate from day one. But of course, its major focus was music. And it was directly integrated with Apple Music and with iTunes purchases. So you could listen to anything on this HomePod from day one. But it didn't take long for features to get added and for things to even get even better. Um, so the, as I mentioned, the HomePod was released in 2018. I believe it was uh, February 9th was the uh, the availability date. And uh, by, by that May, uh, the AirPlay 2 and stereo pairing that I referred to was added. And so was uh, calendar support. So now you had the ability to, you know, to check your calendar, um, add events to the calendar, or at least find out what was on your calendar. And you could, um, you could also uh, make notes with the HomePod, very simple notes and things of that nature. I forgot to mention that as well. Um, just a few months after that, um, and we do have uh, trainer Rita with us also, so that's cool. Glad to have you with us. Um, just a few months after that, the um, the ability to uh, make and answer calls. Hi there. Um, hey, I'm, I'm going to stay muted and answer calls. Was... Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to mute. All so right, that's fine. The background. Okay, okay. Just call me in when you need. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Um. So then they added the ability to directly make and answer calls to the HomePod. So you no longer had to uh, do it through your iPhone, you know, with with a a speakerphone kind of scenario. You still could do that. But now you can actually tell Siri, answer the phone or ask who's calling. Or you can even place calls just with your voice using your iPhone cellular connection. Um, And so that was a a great feature Um, at that time. Also, the ability to have multiple timers was introduced. So you could have, um, you know, a a timer for the lasagna and a separate one for the laundry, and they could be going simultaneously, those kinds of things. And and all of this, um, you know, really happened within the first nine months of the uh, release of the HomePod. And then after that, a couple of very important features were added as well. Uh, One of them being the ability to have multiple users on a single HomePod. And simply by speaking, the HomePod would know what the, who the person was and would be able to make the, the answers to the questions relevant to that user. So um, if I ask Siri to read my text messages, she'll actually read my messages. If my wife or my kids ask, she'll read their messages, you know, And the great part about this is it also added a tremendous layer of security because a random person can't get access to your information. If it doesn't know the voice, it won't answer the question. Um, In addition to that, um, broadcast radio stations were added to the HomePod and ambient sounds, like you could ask ocean waves and and forests and and things of that nature. And, And the general knowledge 
uh, has continued to grow and increase with each iteration. Now, finally, this year, we've seen the ability to directly play third-party music sources on the HomePod, like Pandora, for example. Um, we've also seen now the ability to, I mentioned you could ask the HomePod to give you local business information about restaurants or you know, other places, but now she can, Siri can send that information uh, directly to your car with your iPhone and CarPlay in Apple Maps, so it's automatically displaying there. And there's also now the ability to have um, an update of your day. Like you ask it, what's my update? And it reads to you uh, everything that uh, is going on. It gives you the weather, uh, gives you a little bit of news, because I forgot to mention you can have it, you know, tell you the news. And it it also tells you what's on your calendar for that day and and so forth. And the final thing that's been added uh, recently is the uh, intercom feature so that you can use one HomePod to broadcast to another HomePod in the in the house or to all HomePods. And not only HomePods, but iPhones, iPads, Apple Watches, AirPods, and even the car with CarPlay. So you can make announcements that are for everybody. And uh, that's really, really beneficial as well. Now, all of these features are supported on the full-size HomePod. And there's one other feature that's supported on the full-size HomePod only that is, is actually one of the ways that I most often use the HomePod uh, because uh, I literally do it every day. And that is the, um, the Apple TV feature, uh, Apple TV speaker feature. Now, I mentioned to you already that you can AirPlay from your Apple TV to your HomePod on the fly. And that's a great feature. Um, and I used to use that uh, frequently. Uh, if I were, for example, eating lunch in the kitchen and I wanted to be watching a show at the same time, well, I, you know, me personally, I didn't need to see the show. Um, so I would just switch the audio to the HomePod in the kitchen. Uh, or another very common use for that is if we're watching a movie together, you know, as a family and we want to have a snack and the kids don't want me to pause the movie, right? They want to keep watching it. And so I am able to um, put the audio of the television on the kitchen home pod and not miss a thing while I'm making that snack. So that's the general uh, home pod airplay from Apple TV, sort of on the fly. Uh, you know, you want to be able to do this instantly and then switch it back. But now in, uh, in the latest versions of the software, if you have a full-size HomePod in the same room as your Apple TV, you can actually make the, uh, the HomePod the television speaker so that all the audio from your Apple TV is now um, playing through a single HomePod or even two HomePods with stereo pairing. And I've got to be honest with you, this is, when you do it that way, you get this, if you have a stereo pair especially, uh, you get stereo sound. You hear the left and the right. You get Dolby Atmos. You're getting 5.1 surround sound. Whatever's available, you are getting. And I've got to be honest with you, there is nothing like it, okay? I have, you know, there's a lot of different types of shows and, and so forth that we watch. And my kids really love some of the new Disney Plus content, like The Mandalorian, for example. The audio in that is incredible. And when you hear these different things happening, you're actually hearing, for example, a spaceship moving from the left side 
of the room to the right side. I mean, it is just incredible. There is nothing like it. And I have heard, you know, home theater systems that cost people thousands of dollars and they don't compare to this. That's the honest truth. They really don't even compare. This is the best sound that I've ever heard on the television. And so having that feature with the full-size HomePod is, is really, really phenomenal. But I want to switch gears and talk now about the HomePod Mini and where it fits into this whole thing. Because I think that's really important to understand the differences, which ones are right for you, or maybe both. All right. But we're going to now talk about the HomePod Mini. The HomePod Mini was released just this past fall. And it was, um, I believe, an attempt to get the HomePod into even more hands, okay? Because if you look at the price of the original HomePod, it was about, um, it, well, it was originally $349, and then Apple lowered it to $299 um, shortly after they introduced it. And I think that... Uh, it's, I think for what you're getting, that's very, very reasonable. But I also know from, you know, different reviews that some people viewed that as a, a negative. Uh, every review that I ever read said that the, um, the HomePod sounded great. You know, it was a, a great audio device, all these things. But the one thing that certain people, uh, you know, weren't thrilled with was the, the price point. And the reason they were saying that, um, is, is because, you know, you could go out and you could buy uh, an Echo Dot, you know, for, for 49 bucks, sometimes even 29 on sale, right? Now, in fairness, there's no comparison. Uh, the Echo Dot is not even close to the same audio quality as the HomePod. It, it, it just, I mean, it's not even in the same category. You know, the Echo Dot is first and foremost a smart device that also happens to play music as one of its many features. The HomePod is a speaker, that plays great music with great audio that also happens to have Siri. So it's the opposite uh, way of thinking, which is why it is a different ball game. And if you think about it from a comparison standpoint of, um, you know, I'm going to do a whole room uh, multi-speaker kind of setup in my house, uh, you'd find that the you could easily spend, you know, six, seven, eight hundred dollars on doing speakers in your home. And the HomePod was not that cost. You could, you could get one for uh, $2.99, as I mentioned. Uh, so I think that, you know, from day one, that price really has not been that bad. But I also know for some people, that's just out of reach. So I was really glad to see Apple introduce a $99 HomePod. Now, here's the thing. Obviously, for $99 you're not going to get the same sound quality. I mean, we have to just reconcile ourselves to that fact. It is a fraction of the size of the full-size HomePod. It's just a little ball. I mean, like an orange uh, fits in the palm of your hand. So it's an entirely different size. But I don't want you to think for a second that the sound quality is bad. It still runs circles around the Echo offerings and the Google offerings. It's still way better. It still has phenomenal sound. and in most rooms, it's going to be exactly what you need. It's, you know, great for a kitchen. It's great for bedrooms. And some people might even use it for a living room. 
I personally think that, you know, the better living room device is going to be the full size. In fact, I think two full size is really the way to go, especially if you want to use them with the TV, which I seriously highly, highly recommend. But this HomePod mini fills in a lot of gaps and, and bridges a lot of gaps, I should say. And so it is, it's, you know, um, for its price point, it is more than worth it. You're, it's more than, um, more than adequate for what you're paying for it. It's actually phenomenal. And it is capable of all of the same features that the full-size HomePod is capable of, except the Apple TV speaker thing. You can still airplay from your Apple TV to the HomePod mini, uh, just not make it a full-time speaker, but you can still airplay to it. And you can still stereo pair it with another HomePod mini. Now, again, you can't stereo pair it with a, a full-size. You can't put a mini and a full size together. And, and that I think is pretty common sense why uh, it's, it's not a match at all, you know, um, but you can put two minis together in a stereo pair uh, form or, or two full size, of course, together in a stereo pair. As far as the features go, though, it is other than that, it's exactly the same uh, feature set. So all those things I mentioned, you know, controlling your home kit devices, um, and by the way, something else that's new with the HomeKit devices is that there finally are some reasonably priced HomeKit doorbells, uh, and one in particular really stands out. And I intend to get it some day, not immediately because I I have to have my house wired for a doorbell. We've been using wireless doorbells for a while, so I need to get new uh, doorbell wiring. But you know, it will happen. Um, but my parents already got one. So I, you know, I've heard it in action firsthand and it is the Logitech circle view doorbell. Now they already have a fantastic camera from Logitech. I know this isn't the subject of our discussion today, but, um, they, Logitech already has a fantastic camera called the circle. It's view. already in my cart. you you have the doorbell in your cart. Yeah. I've just been trying to get a hold of the company to install it because I want it professionally done and I want it done right. So, but yeah, the camera. I'll have to it, talk to you about that later because you may want to try to find a local electrician rather than the one that Logitech recommends. My parents did not have a good uh, experience okay. with. Yeah. Okay. But I'll talk but to yeah, you about that And it, it came out wrong at the right time too, because I had very, uh, I had con highly considered the same setup that you got and just buying another camera. But then two days after I put that in the cart, that um, doorbell came out. So, but yeah, again, yeah. that's not the topic, but the Logitech doorbell can be used for with the HomePod as a hub though, right? Well, right. And that's what I was going to say. The really cool thing about it is when you get this doorbell, it actually will play a doorbell sound on your HomePod when someone rings your doorbell. So it will actually use the home pods if you want to throughout your house to play the doorbell chime. And if you've done the, the proper setup, it will identify and tell you who the person is at your door based on their face. So you can set all this up using the photos in your uh, in your photo library or, you know, in the home app, there's a way to let you can go in there. You can label people that come to your door. And then whenever they get there, you'll hear the door chime and it'll say, you know, mom is at the door or whatever. And so uh, it really is cool. And by the way, that also works on your Apple TV. And on your Apple TV, you can view the, the live feed from the doorbell as well. So it notifies you uh, when someone's at the door. Um, that was a little bit of a rabbit trail, but I think it's worth mentioning because these devices are really incredible and really empowering with what they're, you know, they're capable of doing. Uh, you don't have to have a HomePod to, to do that. It will still happen on your phones 
and your iPads and stuff. But I mean, think about how neat that is anywhere throughout the home that you have uh, a HomePod. We have, how many HomePods do we even have now? One, two, three, two bedrooms, three, three bedrooms. We have seven, right? Do we have? Yeah. It's, how many, yeah, how it, many minis do you have? That's what we're trying to count, my daughter and I. It's one. Because I know you three, have two full four, size, right? Five. Yeah, we have five minis and two full size. Yeah. Yeah. So it covers all of our bedrooms, the kitchen, two in the living room, and one downstairs. Um, so it, yeah, it's, uh, you know, and so if you, if I get that doorbell, I mean, it's going to ring everywhere, you know, no matter where we are, we'll hear it. And that is really, really cool. So uh, it's, it's, it does the home stuff. And, and some of you may, may have been there. Some of you may remember uh, back in the summer, uh, we did a presentation on Apple HomeKit. We'll probably want yeah, probably do one again this summer if you still want us to you know present for you. But we um, we talked about all the different features of HomeKit and and so forth. But if you didn't hear that, you know, just a very quick thing uh, with the the HomePod. You know, you can just tell Siri to um, you know to lock the door or to change the temperature of the thermostat or ask. Uh, you know, we we have ours doing our our coffee maker. I can tell it to make my coffee. You know, but I can just walk up here. Hey, Siri, is the front door locked? Your front door is locked. Let's see, she just told me that the front door is locked. I can use this uh, to add items to the grocery list. I can use it to make reminders and set timers and alarms. So all the same things that I can do on the full-size HomePod, text messages, um, sending and receiving uh, all these sorts of things that we're used to. And of course, playing all the different music sources. And one of the neatest things also about the HomePod, which works with music, podcasts, and uh, phone calls, is HomePod handoff. And the way this works is, let's say I'm uh, listening to music on my HomePod, and then I'm leaving the house, whether, you know, wherever I'm going, I- I'm going to be using my iPhone and I'm not going to be home to listen to my uh, HomePod. So I can simply bring the HomePod, uh, bring the iPhone rather, up close to the HomePod, and it will automatically switch the music from, or the phone call or the, the podcast, from playing on the HomePod to playing on the iPhone. And that works on both the full size and the mini, but the mini actually has a unique feature in it. It has uh, this, this ultra wideband uh, technology in it that as you bring the phone closer to the HomePod, you begin to feel a little haptic pulse on your iPhone telling you and indicating that it's close by. And the closer you bring it to the HomePod, the stronger that gets until it's very clear what's happening and, and the music transfers from one to the other. And it works in both directions. Okay. So we can be leaving the house and, you know, we can transfer the music or the phone call or the podcast to the phone, but we can also be arriving home and we can, you know, we can transfer the music back to the home pod, right? So it's a two way street and it works in both directions. So that home, that handoff feature, as I mentioned, it works on both the full size and the mini, but the mini has that added little, um, uh, that little haptic feature that happens in the phone. As long as you have a, I guess it's an iPhone 11 or newer um, that has the, the, uh, the capability to do the ultra wideband 
uh, stuff. I think that's the right term. I may be using the wrong term now, uh, but it's, it's, you know, something like that. And that's, again, that's only in the uh, 11 and newer uh, iPhones. The rest of them, uh, to my knowledge, will still hand off, um, but they just won't uh, give you that, that cool sensation that, that lets you know, hey, you're close to this. Maybe this is what you want to be doing. So um, that's, a, you know, that's a great feature uh, as well. Now, again, um, the music sources, still your best option if you're an Apple customer, which is, I mean, that's, that's who's going to get a HomePod. All right, let's be clear. The HomePod is the best sounding speaker in the world as far as I'm concerned for consumers. But if you're not an Apple customer, you know, it may not be the most uh, efficient thing to do at that point, right? Um, but it's a, it's a you know, because you got to have an iPhone to set it up or an iPad. And it's a brilliant setup experience, by the way. Um, it, it is so simple. You can set up a HomePod in probably under two minutes in, in most circumstances. Uh, if you have all of your stuff configured right ahead of time, you know, you have your home uh, home app set up and you have two-factor authentication enabled and, you know, all that good stuff. Um, very, very simple, very quick setup. Uh, so it really shines as part of the Apple ecosystem. And so if you're already involved in that experience, then there's no logical reason not to use Apple Music or at least iTunes Match because um, both of those will work on the uh, HomePod. And now with the Apple One bundles that are saving you up to $25 a month, depending on which bundle you get, it makes even more sense to get Apple Music. And so that really is the best way to experience music on your HomePod. However, it's not the only way. You can also, again, as I mentioned, you can play broadcast radio stations. You just tell Siri to play, you know, whatever the call sign is, whatever the number is of the radio station or, you know, what have you. Um, You can also play a couple of music services directly on the HomePod. I tested it with Pandora when it was first released. Um, and I believe there were some other ones that had promised that it was coming. Was it maybe Spotify and Amazon prime? I don't remember for sure, but there were a couple others that did say they were going to, you know, enable that feature for their, um, their apps as well. Um, I I'm really hoping that, uh, that Sirius XM, uh, decides to do it. We really don't use Sirius XM that much because we do have Apple music, but there are some stations on there that we like. and. Um, you know, it, it, Sirius XM and Pandora are actually one company. So I'm hoping at some point that they'll, they'll make it possible to use that natively. But if I want to listen to Sirius XM on the HomePod right now, how would I do it? And, and the answer is I don't do it that often because of Apple Music. But if I really wanted to, what do I do? And again, the answer is AirPlay. Okay. So even if your, even if your music source is not uh, natively supported, it's it all is not lost. It's actually really, really easy because anything that plays on my iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, or Mac can be played on my HomePod by AirPlay. And the only thing that AirPlay requires is that I'm on the same Wi-Fi network. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's really it. I mean, it depends on how you have it set up. You can set it up so that it requires you to be in the home group, same, you know, family or Apple ID, whatever, you know, those kind of, you can, you can choose how that works. But in my case, it's just anybody on the same Wi-Fi network can, uh, can airplay to the HomePod if they would so choose. So really, really powerful because that would enable me to listen to things like Sirius XM. If I had audio on YouTube that, um, 
you know, I wanted to, um, I wanted to broadcast a, a video, just the audio from a video. Uh, I could do that. You know, whatever the case may be, it's, it's very, very simple. Just a few taps. And by the way, you know, Apple does not discuss unannounced products. Okay. And I have no personal experience with what I'm about to tell you. And if I did, I wouldn't be allowed to share it. But if you go to uh, Mac Rumors or 9to5Mac, you'll probably find a, uh, a commentary about the fact that the same thing you do with your Apple TV and using the HomePod as full-time speakers for it is uh, rumored to be coming to the Mac as well, which means if that's, if that's true, if Apple does in fact do that, you know, you could have a, uh, a Mac mini, an iMac, a MacBook Air, Pro, whatever. And you could use the HomePod or multiple HomePods as speakers for that Mac. Um, and that is just an incredible thought, an incredible idea. So I think what, uh, what I want to sum up with here, and then we'll go to some other members of the team, see what they have to say. We'll take some questions and we'll just go from there. But I think what I want to sum up with for right now is just a, you know, a final is the, because we, we really, you know, build today's presentation as uh, focused on the mini, uh, you know, and, and that's fine. But I, I did want to share some general stuff too, you know, but is the mini worth it? And, um, you know, what is it best suited for? And I think I've already answered that question. Yes, it's absolutely every bit worth it. I know it's more than the Echo Dot, but it also sounds about a thousand times better than the Echo Dot. Um, and, and for an Apple user, it's just a no-brainer because it fits into that ecosystem so well. Um, it isn't, as I mentioned, it isn't going to give you the sound quality of a full-size HomePod, but it's not meant to, okay? That, you know, you, that's not, you kind of have to think about it in that, in that perspective. And if you were to see the size difference between the two of them, you would know instantly why that's the case. But because of the integration of hardware, software, and services that Apple is literally better than any other company at doing, they can make it sound extremely good, even in a tiny little uh, HomePod. You know, the processor that's used in the full-size HomePod is the same processor that was used in the iPhone 6. And so that's, a, that's the most powerful processor in a smart speaker. And then the processor that's being used in the mini is the same one that's being used, I believe, in the Apple Watch Series 5, if I'm not mistaken. So these are really, really robust uh, CPUs in these things. And they're capable of analyzing the sound, analyzing the room that you put them in. And so if you put it on the floor, you know, on a bookshelf, up against a wall, in a corner, it's able to detect where it's placed and automatically adjust the audio quality to give you the best experience based upon where it's located. And with the HomePod mini, I forget what Apple even said, how many times a second it's doing that analysis in, in real time. I forget what the number is, but it's, it's astonishing. So this is why they're able to give you such a, a, such an incredible sound. And so, yes, I think it's every bit worth it. I think, uh, I think I would check it out, you know, maybe get a few of them. As I said, um, I knew right away that I wanted, you know, to get several, um, in, in my home and we, 
we did that. I actually ended up buying four and then unbeknownst to me, my parents got me the the fifth one that we had, you know, so we, um, we have them all over. So, um, plus the full size ones. So it, it really is a, a tremendous, uh, experience. What do you guys have to add to that? We got Cliff and Rita, uh, for sure on the team. We'll let them have the floor for a few minutes and then we will uh, take some questions. Cliff or Rita, anything to um, supplement? I'm, I'm good. Um, there was an article, I can't remember where I posted it, on the iPod, you know, in the seven speakers that come with it. It's somewhere in our archive. Um, I'll have to look for it and see if I can put it on the listserv or send it to acbcommunity.org. It was that a, would be great. Review, a review of the not the minis, but the home pod, the big one. And it truly is an amazing speaker. I, it's, uh, so it's on my wish list. <laughs> so anyway, that's all I have to say. Excellent presentation, Matt. All right. Awesome. Awesome. And Cliff, anything, uh, from you to add to this? He may have had to mute for a moment, but no, he's uh, actually, we can, uh, actually I'm here. It, but. <laughs> oh, there you, oh, there you are. Okay, there you are. No, nah, I mean, you pretty much covered it. I, I like the fact, of, I actually had a question. I don't know if you know the answer to it, but I know you can do a stereo pair, but like, can you stereo pair or stereo pair so you can have four connected to the same or would you just have to select, select them both as audio sources or audio, you know, the audio source or whatever? I don't believe that's supported right now, but you can do... You know, you can do airplay like that. So I can be airplaying to five different rooms of the house, including the stereo pair. That's not a problem. Oh, okay. And, and okay. I have frequently done that. You know, it's, I think or I Or you can just tell Siri to play everywhere. You can. Yes, you can tell Unless you Siri don't want to wake up everywhere. the kids at three o'clock in the morning when you're playing, you know, Frank Sinatra or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you know how to, if you know how to phrase it, you know, you can use any HomePod to switch from anything to anything. You know, like you can... You can even be, I could be in, like the other day we were in the basement and uh, we were doing some laundry, but um, Kylie was up in the kitchen, Jessica and Kylie were up in the kitchen cooking and we were, they wanted a different song or something. And I was able to say that from the basement. I was able to say, only play this in the kitchen or play this, you know, and you can even now, like I could be watching TV using the HomePod speakers. Um, I could be in the living room and I could say to Siri, uh, stop the stop the kitchen timer or stop the, you know, if the timer is going off. So they've really gotten uh, very, very intelligent about how Siri works and how Siri lets you control these things in different rooms. And you can even do it from your iPhone. You know, you can use your iPhone or iPad and say, uh, play the song in the living room. And, and she will, she will do that. Okay. Are you ready for some questions? I, I think we are. All right. Eve, you should Hi. be able to, okay. Yes, I am unmuted. <laughs> Hello, how are you guys doing? Um, so I have three quick questions that will probably go together with maybe a simple uh, 
explanation. I work for a state okay. agency and we provide the dots to our clients. Mainly we work with the older individuals who are blind. And so we need things that are a little simplified. And I'm wondering kind of three things with this on to see if we, it's something that we can recommend to get. Um, one is, is the cost for the mini, the ease of setup and use. And for the Siri, the Siri on the phone, often you'll ask a question, and this is something mainly like with the olders, you know, they want to say, Hey, look up this or do this. And Siri has a habit of saying, okay, I found this. It's on your phone. Check it out. Uh, is she going to do something like that on these? That makes sense. Okay, so three, three, three great questions. Um, and so for the first one, the the um, the price of the mini is ninety nine dollars. Not bad. Um, the setup process is extremely simple. I mean, it could not be easier. I did a podcast uh, about it a while ago, and I'm going to be re releasing that as a uh, tutorial for the class that we're currently teaching, the free class on. Uh, well, the midwinter mini course, it's called, and it has a HomePod section coming up in about two weeks and uh, or maybe closer to a week now, I guess, really. And we will be doing the we'll be talking about the HomePod and I'm going to release this because I did a demo of the uh, the setup. Literally, you can set up a HomePod in in about two minutes. Uh, and it's just a matter of bringing the phone close to the HomePod and um, it walks you through the rest. Um, the the third question is a bit difficult to answer because a lot of times that's happening because the person has asked a question that is more complex than the native Siri um, integrations allow it to answer. And so what, what often people compare it to is their Google assistant, because really Google is the only one of the three big names. E even Alexa doesn't do as well as Google on some really obscure questions. You know, I can ask Google um, I asked Google yesterday, what is a, what's a good substitute for chorizo? Cause I was, I'm trying to make a, a Super Bowl uh, snack and our store was out of the chorizo at the moment. And so I asked that and she gave me three different answers. The reason Google can do that is because Google is Google. Okay. So Google does Google searches. Uh, so Google integrates with everything that you can Google search essentially. That's not going to happen with Amazon and it's not going to happen with Apple. Um, but the the good part about it is that it's it's getting more and more so that the questions are just answered for you without you having to look at your phone. I have to submit to you, though, that what people are seeing as a negative there is actually a positive because Siri could just tell you, I don't know the answer and just leave you there. But instead, she says, here are some web results that may answer your question. Check them out. Uh -huh. And as long as you are trained in using either voiceover or large print or whatever the person needs, you know, to accessibly use their phone, they're going to be able to access those search results. So I think, um, I think that sort of has been, I'm not accusing you or anything, please understand me that way, but I think that by the, the general populace and the media, that has actually been a positive that's been turned into a negative when it really shouldn't have been. But but I will say that it's it's fewer and farther between with every iteration. There's a lot of questions now, especially in version 14, that you can ask the HomePod that she can just answer 
without doing that. And in those rare cases, then, yeah, she will say to you, and, and Google does this too, by the way, uh, she will say to you, there's more information on your iPhone. If you unlock it, you'll see that, you know, you can, then there are different web addresses you can go to or whatever. Uh, but yeah, she, there's a lot of questions that she can just answer without doing that. And she can even do follow-up questions. You know, you can say, um, who was president of the United States when NASA was formed? And she'll tell you that it was Dwight D. Eisenhower. And then you'll say, uh, and where was he born? And, or when was, you know, those kinds of things. And she, she can follow that, uh, that track as well. In com- um, comparison with Amazon's um, dots and those crap things, um, can the HomePod, can you have a recipe that she'll read you, you know, instruction by instruction, ingredient by ingredient? Uh, that is is not yet, to my knowledge, supported okay. on the HomePod. Um, that is is primarily uh, done through, in the for the most part, it's done through, Alexa skills. I think there's some integrations that don't even require skills. If you ask it like for uh, food network or all recipe, you know, there's a few different ones. And then there are some that you have to enable a skill. Now the HomePod does support Siri shortcuts. So, you know, if, if a developer ends up releasing a shortcut uh, that does that, then yes, that, that will absolutely be a thing that can happen. And, okay, and on, on that front, I should point out too, that one of the reasons that some of these things take a little bit longer to come to Siri is because of the level of security. And I know I've talked about this before in different classes and so forth, but I do want to mention that the level of security with the HomePod and with Siri is on an entirely different plane than what it is with the other guys. And, and I'm not disparaging anybody. Look, I have Echoes also, and I have a Google Home. Um, I have the Echoes because my kids wanted intercoms and Apple didn't have it at that point yet. So I got the Echoes. They were only $29. And then when they came out with the minis and they added the intercom feature, of course, I, you know, I jumped on that. So we've gotten rid of a few echoes, but we still have a couple. We still have an echo show because it's the only one of the smart speakers we have with a screen. And so that does offer some unique features for sighted folks. And even for, for me, you know, to that, what am I holding feature, which is, is hit or miss at best, but it is cool, you know, and, and the, 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 the <laughs> theoretical possibilities are really good. So we have that, we have a Google. So I'm not against these products, but I do think it's important to understand why the things are different when they are. And one of the biggest things about Siri is that, number one, the um, the data when you speak to Siri is always anonymized. So it's never, ever tied to your name or your Apple ID, even if you share the audio recordings with Apple in order that they might improve the you know the responses, which you can opt out of that. You don't have to do that anyway. But if you even if you do, they're not going to get your name or your Apple ID, um, which is very different than Alexa and Google, because that's why you you can go into the Alexa app and you can actually see your conversation history. You can't do that with with Siri because it's not tied to you at all. So they've made it um, much, much more secure. The other thing they've done to improve security and privacy is they don't allow any account linking. You know, you can go into your Alexa app or your Google Assistant app and you can link it to your, um, uh, I don't know, let's say your GE account, your appliances or your, um, I don't know, Nest account. Nest is Google, but you know what I'm saying. You can do these, enter your email address and password and allow Google to access this information. Apple does not do any of that. The the HomeKit support, the all of that stuff happens through direct encrypted communications even even the pandora thing by the way when you go into um 
if you want to use Pandora as a music source on your HomePod, you have to go into the Pandora app and you have to tell it um, allow use with Siri. And so it's it's you know it's the reverse thing. There's no account linking whatsoever that happens um, with the HomePod, and so or with Siri, I should say. And so you know, yes, that in some respects has made um, the progress a little bit slower as far as new new integrations you know i would love to see HomeKit be integrated with appliances that that's the one gap um that i see there is they don't make a you know a dishwasher or an oven that i can tell siri you know preheat the oven to 350 i i'm sure that will come but that's going to have to be a, a partnership between apple and the appliance companies that are willing to do it now one thing that's going to improve that is there is a new open standard that's been approved and and adopted by Apple, Google, and Amazon, as well as I think a couple of other companies are behind this too, that's going to make everything, theoretically, all future products, um, interoperable if they choose to use this standard. And I think that that will bring more rapid adoption of these things on all the platforms. You know, but that's why you're seeing some of the differences. But but it does happen. It, it, you know, I, I've kind of likened it to Apple is the restaurant that has a head chef and that head chef decides everything that gets made at that restaurant and they they could choose anything they want i mean they might offer um chicken marsala and they might also offer a burger but it's going to be approved by that head chef and then there's google and amazon which are kind of more like a food court like i'm the manager but anything can come in here and and that's not always bad i mean people love food courts i I like the food court it's you know but it's just a different experience and i think that analogy helps you to understand a little bit where the the things are different hey we got a lot of raised hands and uh 15 minutes (laughs) okay is this just an hour i or do you know 4 30 okay great all right Okay, Miss Donna. Hello, Matt. So how you doing? I'm good. I got my um HomePod minis. Got two of them. Awesome. My question, I have two questions. So do I need to get a specific app um to um hook these up? And also, um, I do not have app a, a physical Apple TV. Can I still do a um, stereotype situation with my TV, with my um, minis, or do I need a physical um, um, Apple TV? All right. So the app that you want to use to set up the HomePod is the Apple Home app, which is pre-installed unless you've deleted it, you know, either inadvertently or intentionally, you can re-download it. Um, the, the things you want to make sure you have are, you want to make sure you're signed into your Apple ID, obviously, with iCloud you, and, and, and the media stuff, you know, iTunes and App Store. You want to make sure that you have two-factor authentication enabled. And you want to make sure that Bluetooth and Wi-Fi are on. And then the, the thing you would be best to do is to open that home app and set up the rooms. Because that makes it easier to add a HomePod if you've already done that. You don't have to, but it, it makes it quicker if you can just pick which room your home pod's going to be in. So okay. you add the rooms of your home. Um, now the TV, what TV is it that you have? How new is it? Um, it's a smart TV. It's got um, Bluetooth and everything. It, uh, I've, I can do, 
It's only a couple of years old. It's an Amazon Fire TV. Okay. You'd have to find out. And since it's an Amazon Fire TV, I have my doubts, but you know, I'm not sure. You have to find out if the TV supports airplay. If it does, you're, you're still not going to be able to do the, um, the permanent TV speaker thing with the HomePods, both because you don't have the full-size HomePods and because you don't have the actual Apple TV device. But you, you will be able to, if it has airplay in it, you will be able to, on the fly when you're watching something, choose to play it through the speakers that you have, the, you know, the HomePod minis. And you can use uh, the two minis as a stereo pair. So that is okay. possible if your television has airplay support built in. Some okay. of them do. Um, but you'd have, yeah, you're going to have to check that. Okay, yeah. And, and I'm glad I could do it as I go because I don't necessarily want to watch QVC in stereo. You know, there's some things I wouldn't necessarily want to watch on, you know, and hear it like that. So uh, I'd be okay with, you know, on the gut fly like that. Um, Okay. So when I look in my TV, do I look for the word airplay or what do I look for? Yes, yes. Airplay or Apple airplay, you know, whatever um, is how you would you would look for that. Yes. Because I have been able to like from like from my um, phone, I can make it um, like. I can, it, it, it gives me the option sometimes of actually playing something on my TV. I can make it go from my phone to my TV. Um, so and and that, could, that could possibly be AirPlay or it could be Chromecast. Okay. So, yeah, you'd have to look that up to verify what uh, protocol it's using there. Okay. Not a problem. And right. uh, So if it doesn't have that, I'm going to have to get a physical... Um, a physical um, Apple TV, correct? Well, that would that would certainly give you the best experience. And of course, an Apple TV is not a television, so you can keep your same TV, but it's just a little set top box. I know, um, I know. But it's going to give you you know a whole world of uh, additional experiences. But yes, that would be probably the best move. Then, yeah. Okay, so would there be other things I could do if I didn't get it? Like if I don't have the AirPlay, is there something else I could do? Other than getting the Apple TV? Um, in order to get sound through the HomePods, not really. That, that's okay. going to be that, the only other, yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. That's what I wanted to get to. Okay. I hope I don't have to get the Apple TV because I mean, because I, um, you know, but I mean, I will if I have to. It's not major expensive. Um, right. Um, but I'm very excited about my, um, I'm not going to set them up though till I know, at least I don't think I will, until I know if I have that option or not to, and then figure if I need to get the Apple TV. Um, uh, and if I do set them up, if I set them up in other rooms, can I switch the rooms? Like if I want to use them till I can get it hooked up, can I put them in other rooms and switch them later? Yes, you can. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Great. Thank you. And I'm very excited. All right. about them. Thank you. Yep. Okay. Chris Bell. Hi there. Uh, <clears throat> thanks, Matt, for the presentation. Um, no problem. I have uh, I have two HomePod Minis, and I like them. Um, I'm interested in the intercom feature, and uh, one of the things that <clears throat> is uh, maybe a little different is that my wife sent up set up one HomePod in her bedroom, and I set up another HomePod in our living room. So we have the same Wi-Fi, <clears throat> but uh, different uh, Apple accounts. 
Um, so it seems like you can't, they're, they're not connected unless only, only one of us set up both. Is that right? Um, well, the short answer is yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think that should be a, well, maybe here's the thing, really the, the, the way that I would recommend setting them up. And of course it's so easy to redo them is to use family sharing with your two Apple IDs. One of you creates a home and then invite the other to the home with family sharing. And then at that point, Siri will recognize both of you. Like I set up all of my kids HomePods. I set up the HomePods in every single room using my account. I'm not sure that I would have had to because we do use family sharing, but just to keep things consistent, that's what I did because it still knows all the other voices and you can now choose a default account for each HomePod if you wanted to do that. So I can say, you know, in this room, it's my wife's account. That's the default when she, you know, no matter what and, and what have you, but it'll still do it by, by voice. But yeah, I, I, if you don't, I've never done what you're saying, but I, I agree with Cliff. I think that's probably going to be more problematic than it is helpful. And if it doesn't know, even though it's the same Wi-Fi network, if it doesn't know that it's the same home, I don't know about whether the intercom feature would work or not. Um, you could try it by just saying, you know, intercom and see what happens. But um, I don't know. Okay, so that's the, the in terms of using it as an intercom, you have to say the word intercom, and then you, yeah, you, you there's there's several different ways you can get her to do it, but that's the way I typically do it most consistently. Just say intercom, you know, hey, you know, and then intercom. She'll make a little beep indicating that she's listening, and then you can say whatever you want to say. And then do, do you have to indicate the room? Uh, you can if you only want it to go to that room. But if not, it will go to everyone everywhere in the in the home and, you know, even outside the home if they're in the car. And really, if you only have those two, there's no need to indicate anything. Well, how does it go to the car? Well, it would go to the car using using your phone or whatever. You know, if you're away, you're traveling, it'll go to your iPhone and CarPlay and that sort of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks very much. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Okay, Peggy. Hi, hi, Matt. Um, uh, hi there. I wanted, uh, hi, I got a uh, after you guys suggested it. I got a HomePod Mini to use as my hub, um, rather than using my husband's old iPad. <laughs> and um, my August lock is working quite well now, but um. I was going to mention one thing that's kind of interesting. Um, I can tell her to lock the door with no problem. But when I ask her to unlock, um, she says, you have to continue on your personal device. And I yep. tried to look that up, but I guess it's a security thing. I think it's kind of cool, actually. Oh, I, absolutely. I yep. I you, I, 100%. Yeah, I read it online and they say, well, you don't want somebody to be able to stand at your window and yell in, you know. That's right. Lock, lock, yeah, you, so. yeah, you nailed it. That's exactly what it is. It's a security thing. So then, you know, all you need to do is pick up your iPhone and authenticate with it, either with Face ID, Touch ID, you know, whatever you do with your phone. Right, and then right. 
it'll Siri will ask you, do you want to unlock your secure device? And you, you know, just right. tell it yes. Yep. So that's pretty cool. Um, one thing I is occasionally we get a, um, you know, I didn't hear back from the device, but then it does it anyway. So I don't know whether that's just an issue with the August thing or what. Well, but, uh, get that what, what's happening there is that those locks, even though they have Wi-Fi in them, the Wi-Fi is not used to um, to communicate in that way. It, it's used for other purposes, like downloading firmware updates and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. so far with the technology that we have at this moment, I think that will change. But as of right now, to use Wi-Fi to communicate and unlock your door would would really, really drain the lock battery very fast. Right. So right. they use Bluetooth low energy. And what happens uh-huh. is your HomePod is relaying Bluetooth signal. And if you have more HomePods around the house or Apple TVs and HomePods or whatever, they kind of automatically create this mesh network so you can spread that signal all around. And that's how you're able to do it away from home also. There is a a slight spot. Like if I'm away, if I'm, you know, uh, if we're visiting my, my parents or if we're at a restaurant or something, I can easily tell it to lock and unlock the door and I get the reply immediately because it's do it it's using wi-fi and or you know it's using bluetooth but it's, it's communicating just fine there's a, a small gap when i'm like close to my home but not really close to the lock where i might okay. get that mm-hmm. message and what's yeah. happened there is just that it's probably still going to do it but it took the lock a few extra seconds to respond back and so Siri didn't think that she got a response. And at some point she's going to, you know, just get tired of waiting and she's yeah. going to give you that message. But it's it's probably still doing it. It's just it, it takes it a couple extra yeah. seconds uh, from where you are and where your phone is. And, you know, the most important thing to do if that happens, and especially if you're locking up, is, is just ask it afterwards. If you aren't close enough to actually hear the motor in the lock, you know, then just wait a minute or so and say to Siri, is my front door locked or whatever, you know, and then she'll right. right. Yeah, I, I, it's really cool, though. And, and I agree that the whole, like, handoff thing is really cool. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's nice. So thanks for the recommendation anyway. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Beth, you should be able to unmute. Beth? Hey guys, it's Beth. Did you want me to 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 go? Because it said to unmute. Yeah, you're unmuted right now. Hi, yeah, hi thanks. There. Hi. Um can using the home pod, okay, in four Fourteen point four. Um, you can say to you know who send an audio message to Matt. Can you do that with the HomePod? You know I've not tried that. Um, that's a great question, and I I think that you might be able to, but I have not tested it. Um, so that would be something to try. Okay. And the other thing is real quick, and I know it's off topic, but you discussed it before. Do you guys, do you and your family use Amazon for shopping? Because you had said that you're not extremely happy with Amazon security. So do you use the Amazon website and app, et cetera, for shopping? Thanks. Quite frequently. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it, 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 you, it, it's this day and age, especially with stuff like this, you know, you can have a, you can have aspects of a company that you really, really wish were different. And then you can have other things that you've really just got to admit, there's nobody that's doing it better, you know, and they figured out a, a pretty fantastic system. I mean, Amazon is one of those. I mean, we use Amazon all the time. We're not prime members. We don't have prime, but we do, um, we do frequently shop on Amazon. All right. Wes, you should be able to unmute. Wes? Hi. 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 I would, I want to know is that the HomePod Mini, could I take a pair of those, connect them up for stereophonic sound, a pair of the, like a camera, the full slice HomePod? And also, I, I'd like to know if I could take you know, a pair of the full-size HomePods, you know, set up next to my TV, then take a pair of the HomePod minis and put them, you know, towards the back of the room and have those used as satellites with the regular size HomePods uh, to get the full 4.1, 5.1, you know, effect. Well, if you put two stereo, if you put two full-size HomePods together, it really is emulating that 5.1 experience even though it doesn't have you know five speakers separately throughout the room it really is recreating that i think you'll be very very um impressed with the sound so i don't think you'll find that you need the third and fourth one but if you did you could add them in through airplay so yes you could use four in the same room um or or different rooms as well and and then i could take the ipod minis take a pair and have them act like stereo Mm-hmm. Yep. Same as the full size home pods. Right. Right. And also, did this Apple have a subwoofer to get the full five part one effect of the full size home pods? They don't have a separate subwoofer, but everything is kind of integrated. Like Rita was talking about a few minutes ago, there's like seven different. And I forget because I haven't even looked at it in a while. There's like seven different drivers and all these, di- you know, it's kind of all integrated into one package. Okay. So just with the two full-size home pods, somehow I could get the full 5.1 experience without having the extra speakers behind me. Right. Right. Okay. But I can still take like a pair of these home pod minis, you know, and I can set them up in my bedroom as like a stereo pair for this. Exactly. Yes. Okay, absolutely. that's all I want to know. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Okay. Nathan? Hello, can you hear me? Yep. Yes, hi. Oh, very good. Uh, a couple things. One, um, you cannot do audio messages with the HomePod yet. Oh, okay. So I just oh. tried it and it doesn't work. But what you can do is you can, um, of course, make a phone call to that person, you know, yes. with the HomePod, without your phone even being in the room. You can That's call, right. yep. which you is can nice. Yeah. So my question is, um, how would I connect my Mac Mini to my HomePods to use them for my speakers on the Mac Mini? Well... Again, that's a feature that's not really public yet, but it's been discussed by these third-party, you know, rumor sites. Uh, assuming it does come to market, I would, uh, I would assume that the, um, 
And by the way, I'm not being coy. I have not downloaded the, the big Sir Beta that's supposed to have that in it yet anyway. And I, I don't have them in the same room as my Mac, so I wouldn't be able to really, you know, practically test that. But um, my, my, my assumption is it's going to be in your sound settings and system preferences that the, uh, the stereo paired HomePod or the individual HomePod will be one of the audio output options for the Mac. Now, as it stands right now, in the current public release of Big Sur, you can already do it with limited apps. Like you can do it in the music app. Um, I think you can do it in the TV app on the Mac. Anything that supports AirPlay, you can do it in. But what what has happened is that the Big Sur operating system didn't actually support AirPlay 2 itself. Only those certain apps did. But that's what's, I guess, about to change that's going to oh. you know allow that. Now, I would have to assume also, and again, none of this is public, so I don't know, uh, but I would also have to assume that your Mac Mini would have to be fairly recent uh, to be able to support doing that. You know, I, I'm sure that some of the older ones are probably not going to be able to uh, do that just because of the, the resources that are required to do it. Well, if it's able to get Big Sur, wouldn't that be enough? Or would it have to? Um, that's uh, that's that's a nice theory, <laughs> um, but it's not always a guarantee. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you absolutely may be able to, and I, I'm certainly not saying that you're not. But it, that's okay. not automatically a guarantee because there are occasionally features in the latest iOS or Mac OS that just don't make it into older models because they're mm-hmm. not going to be stable. It takes a surprising amount of CPU uh, resources to keep the precise. I mean, you have to think about you can't have even a fraction of a second. You know, when the original AirPlay was released, there was a two or three second delay. And that was fine if all you were doing was listening to music. It was a problem for, you know, gaming and, and things like that. I and mean, they've had to get it to the point that the latency is so small that it's completely negligible. And that does, you know, even the older Apple TV can't do the... um the full-time HomePod speaker thing. You have to have the Apple TV 4K uh, with its A10 processor to be able to do that. Okay, thank you. Yep, thank you. Okay, well, um, we have no more hands right now. (laughs) And let's see. Oh, yeah, okay, we got some, got a little bit of time yet, but... um, Uh, anything else that uh, uh, that the team wants to to add? Then, since we got a few extra minutes, um, oh, somebody just raised the. Oh, we got a okay. No. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nathan. It's me again. Sorry, I'm. Oh, okay. I'm, but, okay. but uh, yeah. Um, so, with the Apple TV into the Home Pods, any of the apps on any of the apps on the uh, Home Home Pod should, or uh, on the Apple TV should be able to um, go through the Home Pods, in right? Yes, and and they absolutely do. I mean, I can I can tell okay. you that firsthand. If you if you do it that way. If you mm-hmm. do it as a, you know, the, they, these become the TV speakers effectively. Um, everything, even voiceover, comes through the, the home pods then. 
Okay, great. Cause that that can solve some of my. Are you satisfied with the sound quality of your drop-in? Some of my some of my issues um, would be solved that way, just using the Apple TV for for some of the different apps and stuff. So that's great. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So no Matt, problem. so if I can understand what you just said, you're saying if you set the HomePod as your primary source, then voiceover is going to come out. Because right now, voiceover still comes out of the TV. And whatever's playing on the TV or the Apple TV comes out the HomePod, which is the way that I actually like it. But you're saying that if you make it permanent, that voiceover will always come out the HomePod, too. Right, right. It's basically just changing the entire audio output for the Apple TV from the the television. To I actually HomePod. like voiceover coming out of the TV and then everything else coming out of the HomePod because it makes it easier to select stuff while I'm watching a movie and I'm switching channels on Hulu or whatever the case may be. So. Yeah, so that that is different. Yep. Okay, Beth. Okay, thanks. Um, and thank you too. I think it was Nathan who checked about the rent message thing. But as you said, Matt, there are other ways to do it. What would you, um, Matt? What would you like in the sound of the HomePods Mini Two? Do you remember the old time? Not so many years ago either. The old time. Uh, desktop boom boxes what what is, is there anything that you might liken the sound quality of the minis to thanks um you know it's, it's a really tough question because i think we all hear things a little bit differently and so you know one what i might say might mean something different to you like when you mentioned those boom boxes i i would you know, I would say that this sound is is way better than that uh, because it's a lot clearer, it's a lot richer, and it's got a much much better dynamic range. You know, with the boomboxes, what I'm picturing is most of them didn't have the best bass in the world, and the ones that did, then the bass was so heavy, you know, that it kind of distorted everything else. And then when you turned up the volume, a lot of the highs were very very uh, over. Uh, it was like overkill, you know, and you had a lot of uh, distortion. This, you know, these things are clear and rich from bottom, top to bottom. Um, they, you know, they don't have, um, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to take them out to a park and hear them for a mile. You know, you wouldn't be able to fill a stadium even with a full size HomePod. It's not designed for that purpose, you know, the stereo pair might get you a little bit closer, but it's still not going to be, you know, you're not going to take it to a, a 300 person concert. Um, they are a consumer device, but that's more about the, uh, the loudness of how uh, loud they're able to get versus not, you know, it's, it has nothing to do with the, uh, the quality of it. Okay. That's all the hands so far. Okay. All right. Um, one of the things I was going to, um, to mention is just that, you know, to go over again, uh, what we said about the, um, the initial setup and, and some things that you can do. I, I can't stress enough how useful it is to already have gone into the home app and set up your rooms because when you are, setting up a HomePod, one of the first questions it's going to ask you is what room is this in? And 
So you want that to be an accurate reflection of the rooms that you have, number one. And number two, you want to be able to have the rooms designated so that if you decide to put two in the same room, it will know that they're in the same room so you can stereo pair them. And likewise, when you put them in the same room as an Apple TV, if it's full-size HomePods, then it'll know that it wants, you know, it should give you the option to um, to make them the speakers. Um, the, uh, the Home app... Um, uh, of course, it's fully accessible. Uh, you know, there's no issues there. Um, but that that's, you know, that's a very um, important step, I think, that uh, that we can take before we start to set these things up is to uh, is to have that out of the way, have it taken care of. And, and again, to go back to uh, the idea of the, the family sharing, you know, the, the, the really designed way, there are some workarounds. You've got you know, folks who are doing what the gentleman shared, you know, with two totally separate accounts. And you've got folks then, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, trainer Cliff and his wife actually share an Apple ID, you know, so there's all sorts of ways to, to do things. But, you know, the, the really designed supported way from Apple is each person has a separate Apple ID, but then they family share. And so when you do that in a home, you know, like I created the home in the home app, and then I was able to send an invite to my wife, to my kids, so that they could be part of the home. And that also gives them separate profiles on the Apple TV so that each of us have our own watch history and recommendations and, you know, all those things and, and even game progress. And then, um, you know, of course, it also helps with the, the, the recognition of the voices on the HomePod. The HomePod will not do. Now, you can, as I say, you can set a default music account so that if you know, our next door neighbor comes over for dinner and they say, hey, you got to hear this song. And they just tell the HomePod to play it. That's going to that's going to automatically go to whoever's default, whoever's account you have set as default for that HomePod. And it will become part of that person's uh, listening history. If you but there's such a thing then what what the HomePod calls personal requests. And that's, you know, what's on my calendar and read my messages and, you know, add milk to the grocery list. Those are personal requests. And you can't, it will not do a personal request unless it can recognize uh, the voice of the person asking for the request. Okay, Donna. So I'm in the home app now. And I don't see where it's, I don't see where it says to set up the room. It's, I see where it says to set up the accessory, but I don't see where, anywhere where it says to set up a room. Uh, you, so at the, at the top um, left of the uh, home app, it, there's a button that says, I think it starts out as saying homes and rooms, or sometimes it says homes and home settings after the app loads. You have to go into that, and yeah. then you will be able to see all of your rooms and add a new room there. Okay, I mean, yeah. So it's not it's not in that add button that's inside the the home because that's going to let you add an accessory or a scene. You have to go back to homes and home settings. Yeah, I'm in I'm in home settings now, and I see where it says my home, and then it shows me, and then it says uh you know there's a software update, and then um where you take a photo. Um, okay, it's still not showing you the rooms on that and all that. Nope, I don't see anything. Okay, that's strange, but maybe it's because there aren't any set up. What if you go down? Oh, what if you get out of that? 
Matt, should, would you have to add the device first and then go to the home and put it, tell it where to no, go? Not, no, not not okay. not typically. But there is, if you go out of that, back to the, the part you were in before, down to the rooms tab, there is actually a rooms tab uh, uh, nope. at the bottom, I believe. Let me let me go into this a second here. Let me just pull it up so I'm not giving you. Yeah, see, at the bottom, I have home, rooms, automations, and discover. Now, see, I only have I only have home automation and discover. Okay, so if we go to homes and home settings before, let me just look at this. Okay, yeah. See, I have a whole bunch of rooms list. Let me go out of that a second. And let me see. Yeah, that's odd because, um, okay, are you? Are you the, you, have to, you have to go into home and home settings, then you have to go into edit, and at the very end, it's going to say add a room. Into edit? Yep. If you go into home and home settings, and then you go into edit, it's going to say, add, and it's going to show you what rooms you have. At the very end, it's going to say add a room. There's no where it says edit. I'm in home settings. I'm in it right now. Um, there, there's, a, it says at home or done. And then below it says name and it says my home. And then it shows my face, my name. Right next to done, there should be an edit button. And if there's not an edit button, then that means you don't have any rooms added already. Right. I don't. And that's what I'm trying well, to do. Do you think, do you think that maybe it is what Rita said that you have to have at least one device in there before i don't know because i've never had not one in there <laughs> so yeah that's what i mean i can't yeah yeah so maybe you have to have maybe you have to have at least one thing set up with the room on the fly and then after that you can add rooms manually yeah that that could okay. theoretically be the case um like like maybe add my um ipad in well your you ipad's not gonna be recognized as a room okay oh so right. i need to how how do I add a room? I mean, that's that's the problem I'm having is to add the room. You you do you have a, a speaker or a external device like a doorbell or a lock or? A, I, uh, I, Rita, do you, do you have any home kit devices, Rita? I know we you no. have that smart plug. Did you set that up yet or no? No. <laughs> okay. So what is? No. I'm not, I wasn't trying to make you feel bad. I actually I'm glad because. I want to, what if you go into the home app? Do you have a rooms tab at the bottom? Okay, hold on, let me go. Yeah, I, I, the only thing I have is that's uh, like that is um, the two um, um, home pods. That's all I have. You have two home pod minis. But they're not yes. set up yet. They're, they're not, not set, set up, up yet, no. Okay, well, I would go set one up, but hold on, I'm going into the home. Uh, I think you need to set one up and then assign it to a room. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm I, that's what I'm beginning to think too. <laughs> because okay. when you add an external 
like a lock or a coffee pot or plug or a doorbell or whatever um, sprinkler system. <laughs> when you add something, it wants you to assign it to a room. Well, not a sprinkler. Right. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's near the home. Hang on, I'm, yeah, I'm that would be like home. outside. I'm, yeah, I'm going to mute for a minute and go in there. Hold on. Okay. All right. Well, I but mean, thinking... you could set it up to be in your room, but I mean, it might be a bit messy, but I mean. <laughs> Depends on yes. the sprinkler, unless it's meant to go off in a fire or something. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Oops, I'm sorry. Guys, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be getting into the car. If I lose you or if you lose me for a minute, I will be back. Uh, if, if it, you know, temporarily tries to, I don't know, but just, you know. <laughs> But we're looking for, uh, I'd be curious to know what Rita finds out here. I, I have a feeling she's right, though, uh, that you must have a device first before the rooms will show up. But but let's see what, uh, if, if she has a rooms tab at the bottom or not. That you hear that, fun. Rita? He's saying he thinks you're right. Oh, my God. It's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll reserve, no, we'll reserve final say here, but we'll say no. <laughs> Hang on. I'm looking for they're, that they're, app. They're the first time for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, talk about something else so I find this. I can't even find it. <laughs> I didn't know my iPod minis were going to, I mean, I'm not my iPod, my. I hope minis were going to be so um, uh, thought-provoking and conversational. <laughs> well, you're teaching everybody something, see, Donna? <laughs> not, not intentionally, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I... I can't even find the home app. What did I do with it? I buried want, it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> okay, talk about something else. I'm going to mute. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll find out. But um, yeah, it's it's just it's been so long since I have done that. Now I see. I have one called Default Room, though, too, which I. I I only use for like portable devices that, you know, would go from room to room. Um, like we have this uh, thing called an Eve button, which lets you assign it to other devices. So you can use it to arm the security system or, you know, start the coffee or whatever with different presses. And that's a portable device. I think that's the only thing I have in default room. Everything else is assigned to a specific room, but that, I think default room I thought was created automatically. I can't imagine that I would have done that. All right. I'm stepping into the car. I'll be right back with you momentarily. You still got Cliff and Rita on standby there. Oh, speaking of getting into the car though, you got to hear this. I'm the home pods near me. Hey Siri, lock the front door. Okay. So now it's going to, and it's doing it. You can hear it. Yeah. I heard the lock. Yep, so that, that happened uh, automatically from my HomePod. All right, I'll be right back with you all.
Very, very interesting. And <laughs> okay, guys, I'm in, in. I'm in the car, but you might theoretically lose me for a split second as we transfer uh, from Wi-Fi to cellular. I don't know. We shall see. Okay. Um, you can still hear me have, okay for now, though? Yeah. Uh-huh. We have another raised hand while Rita's looking that up. We might as well um, take this. Randy? Yes. Good afternoon. Can you all hear me? Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, just thought I'd uh, ask a quick question while we have a bit of a lull. Uh, by the way, Matt, I hope you are not driving, uh, as that probably isn't a self-driving car yet. I hope you're not driving. I'm just kidding, being a little tongue-in-cheek. Um, do you guys know, uh, did we say that Amazon Music is not come to the whole pod yet, but it's supposed to come? I thought I heard that during the Apple presentation, because I'm invested in the uh, Amazon uh, Music at this point. So that's my question, and I will... Uh, you can mute I, me if you'd like. I think that they could all hear me okay now. Yes. Yes. Okay, perfect. Um, so I, uh, I I did actually lose you for a moment there while you were speaking when we transferred networks, but I, I think I did hear the end of your question, which was about Amazon Music. I think I saw, as you did, that they did, uh, they did announce that they were coming to the HomePod as a uh, as an optional music source as well that you could, you know, make the default if you wanted to. I don't have Amazon Music, so I can't confirm, you know, whether that's available or whether it's happened. I haven't seen it announced anywhere. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought I remembered that as well. Okay. I just wanted to uh, see if that had come. And I guess I could ask other people too, but I thought I'd jump in and ask you guys. Because um, I don't have a HomePod, but... Uh, I, I like hearing about some of the features, um, some of the calendar stuff, some of the notifications would be easier on a HomePod rather than the uh, Amazon Echoes that I have. So just thinking about it. <clears throat> so, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't really want to invest in uh, Apple Music because I already have Amazon. So <laughs> we have enough streaming services. <laughs> uh, while we are waiting for uh, that final answer from Rita, since we're getting close to the end of the presentation here, I will remind all of you of the contact information while we're waiting. Um, you can always find out what we're up to, subscribe to our blog, and uh, get in touch with us from the website, which is ttjtech.net. That's Tango Tango Juliet, followed by the word tech, T-E-C-H dot N-E-T. And you can also visit Trainer Cliff's website, which is stirrituptcom but stir is spelled with a U, just because Cliff likes to be different. No, uh, S-T-U-R itup.com. Now you can also get uh, some, you know, basic support. We do offer paid training and support as well, but you can ask quick questions of us by sending iMessages to either the tech juggernaut at iCloud.com or stir it up at iCloud.com. We are continuing to offer free classes. We, in addition to our paid options, uh, we are doing the midwinter mini course right now for another few weeks. And on March the 1st, we begin our flagship iPad course, iPad for all computing. There is still room in that course. If you'd like to be part of it, 
Um, it's one of my favorite courses, and it really is a comprehensive iPad class. So if you want to be in it, send an email to stir it up with a U, stir it up at iCloud.com. Let him know that you'd like to register for our iPad course. In addition to that, uh, Trainer Cliff continues to offer his Monday morning Mac Cafe uh, for those users of the Mac who want to get some additional help and learn a few things. And uh, that is, uh, you can find out more about that by going to stiritup.com. And we do continue to offer our free virtual help sessions every Tuesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 Central. You do not have to be in any of our classes to take advantage of those. We offer them every Tuesday and Thursday and the second and fourth Saturday of every month at 1 Eastern also. Oh, yeah. We we work a lot of hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I cannot find the home app. I must have hidden it or deleted it. That's so, what I'm wondering if maybe you deleted it. So... We'll just have to get back to everybody on that. So, <laughs> yeah. So I would try it. What I would do is I would take your HomePod Mini, uh, okay. add it, and then see if you can add a room, make it a yes. assign it to a room. That okay. is my guess. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that's about it, right? I think we're good. Okay. Well, um, thank you so much. Matt, Cliff, and Rita, great presentation as always. And uh, Debbie, thanks for streaming. And I hope everybody enjoyed that out on ACB Radio. So, All right. God bless you, everybody. Thanks so much. Have a great week.